Ladies and gentlemen, it's fall. You know what that means. Sweaters. Pumpkin spice lattes. Hot chocolate. Boyfriends. And football, baby. And football. The weather is nice. Football is officially in full swing. We got the week four review in here for you guys this week. We're going to go into the week five preview, and we got a little something special for you guys. We have a guest, and we have an entirely new segment that we're going to show you this week. It's going to be awesome. Buckle in. Let's go. What? Oh, my God. This league. There she blows. We're back. I think Tim beat me this week. That was pretty good. That was right. Were you nervous? I was. I wasn't sure what voice I was going to go with, and then it just came out of me, and I was like, let's go. It is a little nerve-wracking doing that, especially for the first time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Yeah, you in your car or on your couch or on your toilet, wherever you are. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. You have the usual crew. Myself, I'm Chris Mitchum. We have Tim Raider. Hi. And Aaron Hunt. What is up? We're in here, and today we have a very special opportunity to have one of the members of this league one of the more i would say active Mm -hmm. social which we like love him being here he has to be on the podcast we were like heck yeah we have the owner of the broad ripple swim team the three and one broad Ripple. that is the three and one broad ripple swim team (laughs) thank you some respect on it thank you zach welch is in the building zach how we doing man doing great thanks for having me guys Oh, yeah. We're going to get into some stuff. Zach's going to add some colorful commentary as we go along, especially perhaps in one of the reviews this week that I'm not exactly looking forward to. But, um, you know, we're going to get in there. So uh, today, per usual, we're going to have the week four review. We're going to go over the standings, the power rankings, and then we're going to go to a new segment called the panic segment. We're going to be looking at all the one and three teams and basically rating how panicked we are about their current status. And then we're going to get into the week five preview, which promises to be good, of course, with a pick 'em update. One person in particular in this room is way ahead of the group. Props to him, but we'll get there soon. Guys, anything else before we get started? I don't think so. Not for me. It was a pretty exciting week. Let's lots go. Of, lots of high scoring uh, affairs. I'm ready to just get into the review. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Before we start, one thing I almost forgot. Today, I am sipping my favorite beer in the city of Indianapolis. Head over to Centerpoint Brewing Company. Get you a Blood Orange IPA. Mm. That's going to sound good. Did that sound good in your ears? I sure hope it did. Tim, what are you sipping on? I've got uh, the beer that got me into beer, Sun King's Mac. Mm. Classic. It's fall, dark beers. Let's go. Hey man, that's a good one. Aaron. I've got Tim's favorite beer, Bush Light. All right. That's <laughs> great. On to the next one. Zach, what are you drinking in this alcoholic household? I am I am drinking an Ace Craft Pineapple Cider, and it is delightful. Ace Craft Pineapple Cider. Anything with the word craft in it means it's good. It, it is really good. It's good. It's fancy. So, it has know. to be good. And it's not beer. Which kind of sucks, but you know, whatever. It is. We'll let it slide for this. If there's alcohol content in it, we're about it. We're going to get into the week four review here. Jumping right in. First matchup, we had Mount Passmore and Steven going up against Burroughs Best and Tim. Aaron, how did this tie go? Not 
ideal for Mr. Tim Raider. Um, Tim, I think your team might need to come to Jesus meeting. Uh, <laughs> not enough guys this week that really performed to their value. I know you're pretty disappointed, especially in Julio. That had to be hard to watch on Monday night. Um, they all hit their floors. Uh, lots of solid numbers. You know, DeAndre Hopkins hit 11 points. You had Josh Jacobs, who was in double figures as well. Um, but in this league, I feel like that's just not going to be enough Need to you know week to week. You need the tutties. And I uh, feel like you didn't get any uh, touchdown production from your main guys. George Kittle came back in. A big way Yeesh. went literally nuclear, a 40-piece at that. Yeah, and I asked Steven so nicely multiple times <laughs> to just have him stop. <laughs> Please, just make it stop. Which was crazy to see. Uh, Julio Jones, concern going forward, lingering hamstring brought into the game, didn't finish the game because of it. Bright spot, though, for you, though, baby CMC. He is looking real nice. Great PPR option moving forward. For Steven, you hate to see Nick Chubb go down, but despite that, he gets the dub. I'm really liking Steven's team uh, going forward. I love how Aaron said, oh, Steven, really hate to see Nick Chubb go down, dude. Jeez, that doesn't benefit me at all. Man, that sucks. Darn. <laughs> Tim, you got anything, Tim, you got anything to add to your performance? You know, disappointed is the right word. Went into Sunday Night Football thinking, all right, I got a decent shot. I can afford Kittle to have 20, 25, maybe even 30. But wasn't accounting for a 40 burger, so I guess it was just kind of you know disheartening, and I just stopped watching. <laughs> Tough loss. It's, that reminds me of last week whenever I was facing Don and Kamara on Sunday night just kept going and going and going and basically made it impossible for me to catch up on Monday night, much like yourself. So uh, if you want to pick an update on that, me and Tim took Tim. We thought we were going to get that. And Aaron gets a point on the squad picking Steven in that matchup. So props I picked you, my dog. Props. I'll never pick myself again. Props to Steven. Props to Steven. On to the next matchup. We have what was an okay game, I guess. We had Clayton versus Anthony. Clayton been on the down spin since all those injuries bugs hit his team. And maybe he thought he could get off the bump against a yet-to-win Anthony, and that wasn't exactly the case. Anthony finished as the top scorer this week. He won 171 to 130, and this will go down in history as the dick pick game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anthony, before the game started, said, if I lose this game, I will send a picture of my penis to <laughs> the entire league. <laughs> Correction. He did not say his penis. He just specified a penis. I stepped in as commissioner. I said it was kind of a weak move if you're not gonna if you're gonna threaten that and then not show your own. It's like, eh, what are you really doing here? So you know, low key, my favorite part of that was like, so Clayton, if you win, you're so gay, dude. <laughs> you're so yeah, shout gay. Shout out Clayton for losing, guys. Uh, gosh, Clayton tried his best to get the dick pick, but Anthony, I mean, goddamn, he's top scorer by 25 points, and he really did it with a balanced attack. If you look at his team, nobody scored under 10 points on his team which, again, is a sign of such a solid squad. And that was without Derrick Henry, who had the surprise bye week. So um, he really made a statement. Um, not really any huge blow-up performances this week. Again, very solid performance overall that got him to the highest point scorer of the week. So that's a very impressive. And as for Clayton, um, my God, Christian McCaffrey, Le'Veon Bell, preferably without the butthole Adam Gase, please come back. I mean, 
it's just been a season of disappointments for him. On top of that, you got Naeem Hines, who has not yet to hit that week one performance. T.Y. Hilton, what the crap's going on there? And then the injuries um, have just not been kind to him. Even going forward, you know, Noah Fant got hit this week. Unfortunately, there's no real sign of him coming out of this slump for me. Um, he has Chase Edmonds on his bench, but uh, if Kenyon Drake isn't injured, that's not really a good sign there. So things are looking kind of bleak for Clayton right now, and we all picked Anthony to win that matchup, and we were correct. So anything to add there? Yeah, sorry, Clayton. We all had to go with Anthony there, but <clears throat> nothing really to add. No fans uh, injury really puts a big old question mark on Clayton's starting roster. It's tough, man. It's tough. At least you got Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. You know, he loves his Allen, as he should. Great receiver. It's scary to think that Anthony put up 171 points without Derrick Henry. Uh, we sure. very well might have had our first 200-point game had Derrick Henry played. I know he was going up against the Steelers, but, you know, you can get 30 touches a game. You're bound to get some points. So, well done to Anthony. Showed out in a big way. And C.D. Lamb sitting on his bench in that game. 25 points sitting on the bench. Good yeah, I think there. I mentioned last week the depth options he was going to have to really pick his flex this week and see, hope they hit, and they all hit. So now it's like, okay. Good for you, Here man. we go, week to week. And that's without Lamar Jackson really popping. We're just sucking Anthony's team off right now. Good for you, man. <laughs> Good for you. You seem to be moving in the right direction, Clayton, not so much. On to the next matchup, which I have been dreading since Zach asked to be on this podcast. Tim, let, me, let us know how mine and Zach's matchup turned out. Yeah, well, um, I'm thinking I might just start off with Zach. I mean, you're on, you're on the podium Jeez. right now. How do you feel about this performance by your team? Well, this is what I expect from my team every week. Getting 40, 52 points for my starting running backs. You know, just touchdowns everywhere. Mark Andrews popping. The Cowboys receivers are popping. I... I know I'm never going to get this again, but I'm so glad it happened against Chris. Uh, <laughs> that is bad. He said from the beginning of this league, he had me decidedly worst team in the league. And to be decidedly worst and then get beat by that team by 42 Ooh. points? Biggest margin. That's, that's rough. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, so uh, thanks for that, uh, Mr. Owner, uh, Team GM, and Coach. So... You win who you win, Zach. You've now taken down Burrow's best and Fairlife, Team Fairlife in back-to-back weeks, and that's looking solid on your resume. I will say that. Sorry for doubting you early on, you know. Uh, we'll get to how that affects your power rankings later on. And, Chris, I have to apologize. I did maybe hint that you should start Fitzpatrick against the Seahawks defense. It looked really bleak at first. But. And you wanted Stafford at first, but – Luckily for me, Stafford only got seven more points. You still would have been blown out. So you can't hate me too much, I don't think. So, Zach, question for you. Dalvin Cook, Chris Carson, and Mark Andrews, what did they have in common this week? That would be two touchdowns apiece. That would be two tutties each. Seven touchdowns on Zach's starting team. Chris had three. And Chris had wide receiver one for the Atlanta Falcons, Calvin Ridley. Huge game. Nuclear game. Five targets? Wow. Yeah, man. It had to be for like 200 yards and like five touchdowns. Dude, he caught uh, zero Uh, out of five. uh, And, you know, Zach had a dud in Marvin Jones and still whooped you. So uh, that's all I got on that one. We all had faith in you, Chris. We all picked Zach. We we all picked you. I know. I think the fun subplot of this game was watching the Cowboys receiving core versus the Rams receiving core. 
thank goodness the Cowboys were trailing the whole game and passed the entire game. Or this might have turned out differently. Yeah, they ended up scoring a combined over like 80 points. <laughs> when you look at the Rams and Giants game, they had a combined math is hard, math is hard, math I mean, is hard. Robert Woods did exactly what you expect Robert Woods to do 26. week in and week out. Six, six catches, 35 yards. That's Robert Woods. Yeah, no touchdowns expected. Uh, Cooper Cup, 17. You know. Rams receivers just weren't as good. Tim Raider, the Robert Woods hater. Oh, that rhymed. Nice. Nice. Tim Raider, the, my, nice one. All right. Um, on to the next matchup. Uh, Stretch versus Hayden, which going in was probably looking like to be the game of the week, and it didn't really disappoint. Aaron. Well, I was the only one to pick Stretch. I just wanted to point that out. I love how you let quick. that. Uh, lead with that for sure so shout out to Stretch for the win Uh, first off Joe Mixon um, in the wise words of Aaron Rodgers R-E-L-A-X as in R-E-S-B-C-T that spells fine no All right. (laughs) Uh, just went off this week for 42 points no big deal Um, don't know where that was all season I guess he just decided to pack everything into one week. Um, I think there's big things ahead for Joe Mixon. Um, Kamara, Murray, and and Mixon, like I said, carrying the torch for stretch this week. Uh, Mike Evans hobbling to a big game. I don't know if you guys got the chance to see the Bucks chargers game at all, but Mike Evans did not look healthy, and he still got 25. Um, Kenyon Drake is a head-scratcher at this point for Hayden. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. He's just not producing the way you would think uh, he would, especially looking at last year, the way he finished. Um, Hayden missed James Conner this week for sure. He would have had an advantage in the flex positions if James Conner had been there, but COVID, what are you going to do? Lockett and Henderson went straight ghost mode. Uh, Didn't matter, though, with Stretch having... went straight ghost smoke? Ghost mode. Ghost mode. It went straight ghost smoke. I was like, all right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. My enunciation. Ghost mode. Ghost mode. Um, Lockett and Henderson, yeah, just disappeared. But didn't matter with nearly 100 points from four players that three of them already mentioned. Um, so, yeah, Stretch did what he had to do to win, and uh, he's sitting solid heading into week five. Agreed. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Stretch, I mean – Firmly entrenched himself. We haven't got there yet, but firmly entrenched himself as the number one team in this league right now. Three and one. He's beaten the one seed, two seed, one seed. <laughs> who did, he's just who like, did he lose to? Huh? Who, who did he lose to? I don't know, Zach. Who did he lose to? Uh, that, would, that would be me. <laughs> Impressive Robert resume. Swim over there. Team, man. <laughs> Impressive resume. It is. The giant killers. Over there. No, but stretch demanding respect on his name. Okay. Um, That leaves. One more game. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, your game of the week was between Aaron and Don. And boy, this came down to Monday night. Tyreek, Aaron's first overall pick hill, needed 15.23 points to bring his team to victory. He finished with four catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown, which would be enough points to get him the victory, right? (laughs) No. In the first quarter, the Patriots punt it. Tyreek Hill catches it, then whop! Fumbles it. (laughs) Out of bounds, minus one, 
Aaron loses by 0.22 points to Don on a muffed fumble punt from Tyreek Hill. Oh, man, oh, man. We'll get into that more later. But another heartbreaking loss for Aaron to go along with his two-point loss to Hayden in week two. Um, I mean, if you're looking at Aaron's Aaron's team, um, it was a solid performance. No huge performances um, to really look at, but it's looking like he could have the Carolina Panthers wide receiver one, which breaks my heart, <laughs> and, and, and Robbie Anderson. Um, but if you look at it, he's really been the waiver the waiver wired king thus far with Mike Davis, um, Jarek McKinnon, both putting up really great games. And if you're looking at the injuries to McCaffrey and Mostert going forward, it looks like he's going to have at least one more week of those guys. And he was really on both sides of the big injury news this week. He loses Austin Eckler, which I mean, obviously is tough, a lock and loaded running back every week. But then he also basically gains a top 10 running back in that with Nick Chubb going down now having Kareem Hunt which is a locked and loaded at least top 10 running back going forward um but again talk about tough luck man that's tough for Don um I mean his team just keeps trucking along never really been all that impressive but I mean he just puts up points he's just kind of that guy that's just kind of around and putting up points and he did all that besides Brandon Cooks absolutely goose egging him with, with zero, but that, I guess you could say it was negated, negated, negated. That's, that's, <laughs> that is. Chris, a, are you drunk? It's a dangerous, it's a dangerous sound. Um, but that was basically canceled out by a vintage OBJ performance, 38.4 points, and then also an impressive Terry McLaurin performance. Um, and I mean, imagine how good he'll be Terry McLaurin with a quarterback. I mean, that's going to be awesome to watch. And Zeke doing Zeke things. I mean, he was a high pick. He's never really going to win you a week, but he's never going to bust for you either. He's just the perfect guy to have in there for a good floor. Um, so obviously, ultimately, it was a good win with the unexpected buy for Juju. Uh, looking at the pickums, Tim is the only one who picked Don this week. So he definitely gains a pick there. Uh, myself and Aaron both choosing Aaron. So that was unfortunate. Anything to add here, Aaron? I feel like you might want to go on your soapbox here a little bit. Oh, man. It was just <laughs> so hard to win or to lose, rather, by 0.2 points. Just couldn't get enough. And to top it all off, I had to have Don McCraig text me, suck butt, immediately. <laughs> suck butt. After I, I knew that I was <clears throat> I was losing, I had been texting him about the play that you referenced being under review, but I don't think it's going to uh, – yeah, the result is final. So – Good win to Don. Uh, it really sucks having a player go down three straight weeks in a row in the first quarter in my starting lineup. It's kind of hard to win when that happens. So I don't have much more to say. I really hope I can get on the right track week five. Yeah, I'll save my analysis of Aaron's team for later in the pod. Uh, but impressive win for Don when he gets zero points from two of the starting positions, the Chargers D and Cooks, like Chris said. You know, you get two guys, I mean, two guys in there, you know, eight, ten points each. Don's looking at a 150 to 160 point week, nonchalant. So, uh, props to Don. Props to Don. Congrats to you. A quick pick em overview before we move on. Aaron, at the front of the pack, seven and three, picking our fantasy league games. So, he's looking like the better an analyst. Words are so hard. <laughs> analyst right now. Uh, I'm in second place at four and six. 
tied for second. I'm sorry. Yeah, get out of here. Also at four and six. I, I got uh, one thing I got to add real quick. So my strategy has shifted in the pickums. Like I like I said, I will no, no longer pick myself. <clears throat> that way, if I win, I'm happy. My fantasy team won. <laughs> but if I lost, I can at least say, "Hey, I called it." I called it <laughs> on the pickum. Sounds like a pretty solid strategy to me. Let's move on to the power rankings and the standings. All right, so Tim, with a very chaotic power rankings update this week. Yeah, uh, so here we are. It's week five in the power rankings. Coming in at 10th place, what a fall from grace. The Red Rocket. That's so sad. Finally bottoms out. You got to see what happens with injuries coming back. Deservedly so, I am in ninth place, Burroughs best. Eighth place is Anthony, team uninspired youth. Might be finding a little inspiration. Seventh place, Drew is a lock. Sixth place, one of the biggest fallers, the biggest faller on the week, Team Fairlife. Fifth place, the one and only Broad Ripple Swim Team. Just want to say, started from the bottom, now we're here. I'm making noise. He's outperforming his own projections by four spots right now. So, <laughs> what are you going to say? Fourth place, Mount Passmore. Good dub last week. You know, without Kill, you would have lost by a lot, so suck it. Uh, third place, Big Ben Revenge Tour. Hayden staying in that top echelon of teams. Second place, we have Team Don Perignon. Team Don Perignon. Which leaves none other than first place, Team Good. Hung. Like pass. a Bronco. Pass. Skip. Who was tenth place Skip. in week two? That's so bad. You got Stretch and Clayton just going opposite, top to bottom, bottom to top. That's true. That's true. Thank you for that update. Stretch on top of the pile. No homo. Um, going into the standings, uh, I mean, Tim, I don't know when you're going to recognize it, but the standings are reflecting the quality of the two restaurants that our divisions are. Are named after. So if you look at the Chipotle division, which is looking like the inferior division, you have Don sitting at the top at three and one. Then you have Hayden, which obviously is a very good two and two, right on his butt in second. And then you have Anthony, Aaron, and Clayton all at one and three at the bottom of those divisions. Then you have the Cadoba division. <clears throat> Cadoba. With, with the Cadoba division. Put some respect on that name. Had some had some for dinner tonight, actually. It was delicious. That's what that smell is. Mm, it's delicious. The smell of smell of goodness. Real ingredients. Um, no, but in the Cadoba division, you have three three and one teams. Stretch, Steven, and Zach. All three and one in the Cadoba division. And I mean, and then you have, I mean, the power rankings kind of set it. Two pretty solid teams below that, myself at two and two, and then Tim at one and three in that division as well. So um, that's a quick little update for you. The Cadoba division looking like it's going to have maybe a majority of the players of the teams in the playoffs opposed to the Chipotle division. Anything to add to that, fellas, before we move on to the panic segment? Nothing here. If I was in the Chipotle division, I'd be 4-0. That's just the clear thing. You're not wrong, honestly. Well, I will just say this as uh, play a little bit of devil's advocates here. When uh, when you're looking at the records. I, I know how I feel about my team is I've gotten a little bit fortunate with the schedule three and one, not necessarily a quality of three and one. Uh, when you're looking at some of the teams up in the Chipotle division that really have lost some really close games and their their records aren't really reflective of how talented their teams are, I, I don't see this holding. Um, I definitely think there's going to be uh, a little bit 
uh, closing of the gap in, in, the, in the two divisions. Zach's so getting ahead of it for whenever he's like finishing in ninth place. He's just like, yeah, yeah I absolutely. called it in week five, guys, okay? I am, I am on the record now and saying my team <laughs> is not as good as the record is. That way, when we fall from grace, uh, you know, I've, we've got it here first. <laughs> Set your expectations low. Exactly. If there's anybody that doesn't believe in Zach's team more than Zach, it's nobody. <laughs> hey, man, C's You're got a degree wrong. in college and sometimes D's, so. Yo, you got it. No, all right. So thank you for that, Zach. A little future, little future prospect for you guys. But we're going to move in to our new segment. Let's get into it. Nice. Welcome to the panic room. We have four one and three teams that we are going to hit in quick fashion, and then we are going to rank one through five. One being remain impatient, you good, let the cards fall where they may, or five being like sell everything, burn the house down, sell out for next year. We are panicking. We are totally freaking out, dude. All right, if you're a five. So um, we're just going to jump right in here. The first team that we have to look at is Team Uninspired Youth. And Anthony and Zach is actually going to give us maybe his case of maybe why or why we shouldn't be panicked about Anthony. Yeah, Anthony, we'll just start right now. You're a one. Do not panic. Don't change. You've lost two games on nail biters. Your record does not reflect the talent that's on your roster. You dropped 170 points this week without even playing your most optimal lineup, and that's without Derrick Henry. With the talent you have with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, Derrick Henry at running back, Travis Kelsey in tight end, and just the stable of receivers that you can trot out every week, your team is fine. The wins are going to start falling. Um, I, I clearly think that your team is uh, better than your record, and I think that your team is going to be easily in the playoffs. So I would not be panicking at all. And I actually agree with that 100%. I have Anthony at the one. Playoffs is a bold call. Playoffs? Play- playoffs? One and three to playoffs. I'm calling it for Anthony's yeah. team. I just, I think there's just too much talent on this roster. Um, he's, he's missed out on a couple – unlucky breaks uh he's lost one game by point two, one game by two points i just don't see that luck holding uh i i think this team is in a really excellent position uh to make a fast run at the end of the season right so aaron had him at a two i had him at a three um I, i'm the most panicked out of everybody just because i kind of go back to again the beginning of the year i feel like his team just in general i guess i kind of disagree with you here zach just doesn't have a lot of firepower in general. When you think of Zach Moss coming back, Devin Singletary is going to be downgraded. Melvin Gordon hasn't been impressive besides the last week. Wolf Fuller is so hit and miss. And then you're trying to rely on Justin Jefferson, Tyler Boyd. I get you got Derrick Henry coming back and Lamar Jackson's going to be the guy. But when you look at other teams in the league, at least the top echelon, I feel like there's a lack of firepower there. A lot of, you know, really gun-ho guys. So that's why I'm a three. I definitely agree with you as in he's had a lot of tough losses. But uh, I guess I'm the most panicked, and that's why I have him as a three. Going on to the next one, we have Drew is a lock, Sir Aaron Hunt's team. And Tim is going to be telling us why he believes maybe you should be a little nervous. Yeah, so I've got Aaron at a three out of five. And just for foreshadowing, I also have myself at a three. Aaron's team comes down to running backs for me. The running back depth is going to be challenged. He has Mike Davis for one more week. McCaffrey's expected back. McKinnon, Mostert's practicing this week. Montgomery doesn't look that great. I mean, just he, he's got so many running backs that he's going to have to hit on them for them to like really pop off on a week-by-week basis. 
there's not really one guy with Eckler going down that I'm like confident is going to give him a solid floor. Um, Josh Kelly, does he come in? Uh, Justin Jackson, does he steal more targets now that Eckler's out? Um, <clears throat> Devontae Adams coming back does help. I, I do still believe that Aaron and I have eh, top two, top three of the receiving cores in the league. Um, and then Tyreek Hill is good. Kareem Hunt got lucky. We went with Chubb going out. That's going to be pretty solid, but I'm sticking with a three on that one. Yeah, I'm at a one. Um, I think Tim makes some good points about some of the running back depth. I will lose that, but uh, I want to counter with the fact that I get a lot of receiving depth back. Um, A lot of my receiving core has been injured this season, including Devontae Adams, including DJ Chark. I'm getting both those guys back when Devontae gets back off the week five bye. And despite having all the injuries, despite having a starter go out three consecutive weeks, I've scored no less than 130 points every single week, and I haven't played my optimal lineups. So I think I've got an optimal lineup coming forward, especially with Kareem Hunt being the RB1. I've got DJ Chark, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Robbie Anderson. That'll be four wide receivers that can probably compete with any wide receiving core in the league. I just need to figure out that RB2 spot, and if Josh Kelly gets me 10 to 15 points, I think that'll be enough, especially when Dallas Goddard comes back as well. So not really worried. I just need um, a little bit more time. Yeah, the reason I I got three, and I'll uh, jump in again on myself, Aaron and I, you know, Clayton aside, uh, are sitting at the two and three most points scored against us. So teams are just going off on us. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, it's going to come back down to it. You know, I think that's why I have uh, myself and Aaron at three. Yeah, I'm with Aaron there. I have him at a one. Um, basically everything he said, he's been really competitive, and I think his teams are really going to take off with the Kareem Hunt news. Um, so going on to the next team, bleh, I'll just I'll, – I'll spoil it. Myself and Tim, we are panicking. The Red Rocket, Clayton. Uh, uh, that's all I'll say. Aaron, what do you got to say? <laughs> I get it. Um, I'm not as panicked, though. I'm at a three, uh, so definitely I have some concern. But when you really take a look at his roster, when you get a healthy Christian McCaffrey back, which he's expected to be back in the next one to two weeks, he automatically improves your team drastically week to week. I mean, that's going to be an advantage at running back every week. Uh, Keenan Allen, if Herbert stays at QB, which he is for the foreseeable future, That's a wide receiver one, especially with the targets that he's getting, especially just with the chemistry that he's building with Herbert. I firmly believe that. Noah Fant, if he can, it sounds like he got banged up a little bit, but, you know, when he's healthy, one of the more stable tight ends at this stage, and tight ends pretty weak uh, across the board this season. Injuries are concerning, like I said, but Le'Veon Bell will be coming back. Kenny Galladay does look legit, and sneakily Dak might finish as the QB one. So better things I think are ahead for Clayton. Nope. Don't get me wrong. I'm still pretty concerned, but a five, I think is a little more. Yeah, no. So you have him at a three, right? Okay. You have him at three. Me and Tim both have him at a five. I guess I'll speak on behalf of both of us. The injuries are real. Um, and when you're looking at, you know, Livion Bell, he's not the youngest guy in the world. Uh, when he, so when he's trying to come back and he has to deal with a butthole at head coach, 
So that's not great. Um, Naeem Hines, again, I think I referenced it in the review, is not living up to his week one thing. Uh, Kenny, Do- Kenny Galladay and Ken- Keelan Allen. What? Keenan Ke- Allen. Kenny Galladay, Keenan Allen, the two Ks. Jeez, don't make it three. Um, they're, <laughs> uh, they're not, you know, they haven't really had any of those performances yet that make you go like, all right, that's just pop guy. The injuries, T.Y. Hilton may be the biggest disappointment this year so far. It's just not looking promising at all for me, for Clayton's team. And uh, I'm just saying, it, the return of those guys, I get Christian McCaffrey is the best fantasy football player out there. But um, just I feel like the return of the injuries won't really take his lineup all that higher to another level. So I think that's why I'm a five. I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out, Clayton. I'm sorry. Clayton, one thing to just take solace in is with those guys coming off injury and with some of the potential on your roster, you've got how the schedule shapes up. It's very possible that you're in the loser's bracket, but I would take your roster into the loser's bracket with a really good chance of coming out with that number one pick. There you go. There you go. Thank you for that, Zach. And going to the last one very quickly, we have Burroughs, Best, and Tim at one and three. I am a three Tim is a three. Aaron, he's panicking a little bit. He's panicking a little bit for Burrow's best. Has a four out of the five, so he's up there. But um, real quick, I'm at a three. Um, not super freaking out, but kind of concerned, mainly just because when you look at David Johnson, I, I'd say he's underperforming, but me and Tim talked last week. He's like, what, the 20th RB right now or something like that? Uh, live fact checking, he is currently 23. 23. So it's like he's an RB2 barely but like you're you were kind of hoping he'd be that guy you take a you take a chance on and he does go back to you know top 15 top 10 David Johnson that's not looking like the case with the Houston Texans czar thank you for that reference Zach with their czar Bill O'Brien going out maybe that can go only go upwards Uh, I mean and the reason why I'm a three you still have DeAndre Hopkins DK Metcalf Antonio Gibson baby CMC so jealous of him um, but another reason why I'm kind of up there is the Julio Jones injury is really scary to me. Hamstrings and older folks, especially when he tried to come out and play this week, got taken off, re-aggravated it. I, I can see him being out for a while, or if he does play, just not being very effective. So that's very concerning for me. And then the young running backs, the Zach Mosses, the DeAndre Swifts, haven't really come out and performed for you yet, and you were really kind of banking on some of those guys maybe performing for you. So there's definitely some concern there, which is why I'm a three, but I'm certainly not panicked yet. Uh, you have a really good nuclear core that I think can carry you a long way. Yeah, three is solid. That's where I think I am as well. Uh, DeAndre Swift running back 33, Gibson's 18, Moss. I'm waiting for cold weather. Um, you know, I, I'm at one and three. I already am kind of deciding: Do I try, am I still trying to be top six, or am I? Going for the winning of the losers bracket. I mean, that's in the that's in the forefront of my mind this week. There you go, Aaron. Do you want to head on real quick while you're a four rather than a three? Yeah, I think I put it as a four just because you know he does have a good nucleus of players, but uh, outside of week one, I mean, not really any pop off performances that you would expect. Um, so the point totals just really haven't been there. I think as Tim probably expected, especially from. You know, guys like DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you need more than 11 points from DeAndre Hopkins if you're going to, you know, win week to week. So Josh Jacobs, 10 points. I mean, those aren't 
super disappointing performances, but you got to start getting in the 20s with those guys. I just feel like there's a little bit of animosity there. I mean, I can't see how you have me at four and you at one with our rosters right now. I don't know. I don't buy that one bit. We'll see. We will see. Oh, I love the tense of a podcast, man. Glaring at each other from across the room. It's glorious. But that was your panic room. We really only hit the panic button on Clayton, and then um, Aaron hit the panic button on Tim, being four out of five. So uh, out of those four, those two got the panic button. Um, but that's enough of that. Let us know your thoughts on that. But we're going to jump in to the week five preview. Week five is here, and in case you didn't know, that means bye weeks are starting. I believe the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers are on bye this week. So no Aaron Jones, no Matthew Stafford. I really need a quarterback. Uh, um, How about Josh Allen? Stop. I, think, I thought we could get through one week. episode. Every I thought we could week. get through one episode without the Josh Allen hate. Whatever. But no, let's jump into the week five preview. You can you could say this is a really make or break week for a lot of teams. First, we're going to go into Sir Zach going up against Clayton. Yeah, so week five here. We got Zach attack, three and one. Clayton, one and three. Zach, if he's for real, he's got to win this week. The Frazzle running backs, they got to continue to dominate, score touchdowns, which looks pretty solid. My one question is, is he going to keep riding the Watkins roller coaster, you know? Wee! Double digits or zero? He's got to hope that Godwin gets healthy and that hammy doesn't hinder him for much longer. Clayton, Dak's got a nice matchup this week, so that's promising. And then you got Le'Veon Bell potentially coming back, and then you got to look out for Noah Fant. Last thing I'll say, uh, Chase Edmonds. If Drake keeps looking as bad as he does, he might take over before the year's over as the Cardinals running back one. And with that, I am picking Zach in my pickums. I am also picking Zach. Like I said last week, it's hard to pick Clayton right now just with the current state of his team. Yeah, I've got Zach as well. Just short-term, Clayton, too many injuries. But like I said, a couple weeks out, I think we're looking upwards for you. And Zach, just for funsies, who you got? I'll take me this week. I really hate putting any faith in my team. But uh, <laughs> just looking at some of the matchups. <laughs> That's true. Um, I, I really like the Cowboys receiver core against the Giants. And I really like Mark Andrews against that Cincinnati defense that I think is really going to take away some of the run game that the Ravens like to do. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think I'm going to be able to put up enough points to get it done this week um, and push my record to a 4-1 uh, and one that is Woo! very suspect. Very suspect 4-1 is my 4-1. Jeez. All right, that's unanimous picks for Zach. Clayton, shock the world, buddy. Prove him wrong. Up next, we have Aaron versus Anthony. Uh, battle of one and three teams. Both teams really looking to get off the bump this week. Um, and start tracking their way back to 500. Uh, the first thing you look at when you see this matchup, juicy, juicy quarterback matchup. We have Lamar Jackson going up against that. Not, not yet, Russ. Not yet. Not stop cooking. Stop cooking. Not yet. Both with amazing matchups as well. You got Russell Wilson going up against the Vikings. Lamar Jackson going up against the Bungles. Um, and when you look at Aaron's team, I mean, Kareem Hunt again, top five running back going forward. I don't think you can underestimate the impact that Nick Chubb injury had on Aaron's team. And Anthony, I think, is really going to need, need, need a pop week from Fuller this week. Um, I think he's really kind of like the wild card in this matchup right now. And he gets Derrick Henry back, so that's certainly not a bad thing. Hopefully he is COVID-free. We'll see. When you look at two running backs, actually on both sides of the ball, injuries are going to play a massive part. 
Zach Moss looking like he was a game time decision last week, looking like he's trending towards playing this week. So you got to think that's going to downgrade Devin Singletary for Anthony a little bit. And then when you look at Raheem Mostert, according to Kyle Shanahan earlier this week, not looking optimistic to play. So that means Aaron gets another week of the Jarek McKinnon train. So that's good for him. Um, And just kind of looking at the rest of the rosters, I said it earlier, I feel like Aaron just has too much firepower right now, and Anthony doesn't have the guys that can really compete with that, so I'm choosing Aaron this week. I don't see that firepower. Uh, I'm choosing Anthony solely on Lamar Jackson against the Bengals. I think he might put up 50 this week. As a Bengals fan, I might not even watch the game. Like I'm terrified. Boom. Lamar Jackson's scary. Aaron? Not much sad. I got myself. I think I get back on track. I don't think it'll be easy by any means because to Sims point, Lamar Jackson plays Cincinnati, and that's scary, but um, I think I got it. The big one there is Kareem Hunt against the uh, number one Indianapolis Colts defense. Colt, go Colts. Hell that's, yeah, that's a baby. Big one to watch. God, they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Zach, who you got? Yeah, I've got, I've got Anthony this week. I think the big factor in this game is going to be wide receiver play. And I just trust Anthony's uh, receiving core of Thielen and uh, Justin Jefferson. Maybe he throws in um, C.D. Lamb to fill an empty spot right now. Uh, Currently Flex 2 is empty. (laughs) Currently empty. Uh, But he's going to fill that spot. And I just think the receivers and Lamar Jackson and the the tight end difference in this game, I think that's going to be what pushes it over. I think it's going to be another close call. Uh, another fumble by Tyreek could lose it for him. Oh, yikes. It's too soon, Zach. Salt in the wound. Too soon. Ouch. Ouch. You are literally sharing a microphone right now. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised a little punch, little jab didn't come your way. Um, no, so that sounds like two picks for Aaron, two picks for Anthony. Once Anthony puts, assumingly, CeeDee Lamb into his flex two spot. Derrick Henry, hello? Oh, and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's yeah, not even the starting happen. lineup right now. Wow, I've been looking at the sleeper projections. You got to think when that happens, I mean, pretty close to 50-50, sleeper sees this matchup. So on to the next one, we have a civil war. Aaron. Yeah, so we've got Chris versus Tim this week, another uh, tack house showdown. Ideal matchups, if you look at it, for Hopkins, Metcalf, and David Johnson. I think Hopkins will eat the Jets alive. Uh, it's going to be a fun one to watch there. And then David Johnson going up against you know the Jaguars. I think if there's a week he's going to pop off, it would likely be that one, just seeing what Joe Mixon did. Baby CMC, I think he has another big week. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I mean, when you look at the highlights, can he stay healthy a whole game? He seems to always be by the trainers, always seems to be banged up, but does always finish the game. So um, looking for that. For Chris, DJ Moore, wake your punk ass up, man. I mean, he has got to start producing like the receiver that Chris drafted him to be. Third pick. I don't know if it's going to happen, <laughs> but we shall see. CH <clears throat> needs to break through a ceiling this week, and Ridley also needs to just go nuclear in order to keep pace. Chris needs the over in the Falcons and Rams games to have a chance, but in the end, Tim, I think you get back on track, and you got it this week. I'm picking Chris. I <laughs> do not think my team is anything. I think they are dog shit, and I will get blown away. You sounded really convincing saying that. <laughs> Very convincing. No, um, you know, I put my dick on the table last week for DJ Moore, <laughs> and it got <laughs> chopped off. <laughs> so currently dickless, so that's fun. 
But if there's any weak DJ, dear God, please do it against the Falcons. <laughs> this might this might be make or break. Like DJ Moore's been a solid guy in my lineup, but if he doesn't get done against the Falcons, you might have to drop him to the bench. Uh, I'm taking Tim as well. Just not super confident in my team right now. Um, hoping it's almost kind of like I lost the second overall pick in the draft. It's kind of missing a piece, missing a piece. So I'm taking Tim there as well. So that is, oh, I'm sorry for Zach. Yeah, I've also got Tim. Um, I just think hey, that we're uh, we're looking at a couple of big bounce back weeks for uh, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Hopkins, um, and Julio. And I think Baby CMC is gonna get it done for you again, uh, playing that Rams defense. I think he's gonna get a lot of targets. Um, and so I, I think that's just going to be a little bit too much to overcome. Um, Chris's team is a little bit too reliant on uh, CEH right now and uh, that Rams wide receiver core. So I, I got I to gotta take Tim. You guys are making me feel better about myself. There you go. That is three picks for Tim, one pick for your boy, and it's not even myself. Go, Chris. So <laughs> there you go. On to the next <laughs> matchup. We have a battle of, I mean, two teams that are up there in the power rankings right now, Don and Hayden. Real quick, I am one and zero in Silver Wars already. I beat Aaron Week One, so <clears throat> Chris, I have experience. Battle for the Tech House. Can Don keep up the hot start to the season? Uh, Got to say it again, Josh Allen. He's going to keep him up there. Uh, that second receiver, receiver and flex spot, Brandon Cooks. Meh. Chenault looks good against the Bengals. He's got some good guys on the bench there that you think he's going to give a shot with. Um, still waiting on Jonathan Taylor to get all those Colts touches. You know, they got Wilkins and Hines a lot of touches last week, and it just eats into Jonathan Taylor's potential. Um, and with that, all that talk about Don, I'm going with Hayden this week. Faith in Hayden. There you go. Uh, I am going with Don this week, actually, because I'm assuming Brandon Cooks out of the lineup. Juju, get in there. And if you make that change, his team's looking pretty good. I think, um, I mean, you already said it, a lot of pop guys in there. Hopefully Jonathan Taylor gets the carries this week when we're not in a really gross matchup, and maybe we score some points this week. Uh, but Aaron, who you got? I actually am going with Hayden as well this week. Uh, when you look at Don's roster, Higby and Ingram, that's they're both just pretty gross. Uh, they haven't been performing outside of Higby with that big week against Philadelphia. Odell Beckham comes down to earth this week against the Colts. Uh, and then, yeah, Brandon Cooks, you know, I got to just he, – he's got him in his starting lineup, and I'm not sure if he will change it. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's always a big question. Um, so, yeah, as it stands, I mean, Josh Allen's going to do his thing. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I just think Mahomes, James Conner, Robinson and Devontae Parker are consistent. Jameson Crowder will get his – I think it'll be close, but Hayden. There you go. And Zach? Yeah, not much left to add on this. I think you guys have really covered it. I'm, I'm going to go with Hayden in this one. Um, I think his team's got a little bit more to play for, being 2-2 two and two in this three in, the, in this matchup with the 3-1 and one versus the 2-2 two and two in the Chipotle division. Um, I, I, I just got to gotta ride with Patrick Mahomes against that Raiders defense. Uh, a little bit more than Josh Allen against a Tennessee defense that's had a lot of time to prepare for this game. Okay. Well, there you have it. Um, so that is what? I'm sorry. Zach, who'd you pick? I'm sorry. I picked Hayden. Picked Hayden. We were so that, really listening intently to what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, you guys really uh, <laughs> clued in on that analysis. I think maybe uh, 
Chris used that level of preparation and preparing for our game this past week. Oh. Had to be said. Nothing. Chris can't Sorry, I had to recover from that one. I had to recover from that one. That one kind of hurt. That one kind of hurt. Going on to our last preview. Gosh. Uh, going on to our last preview, I think of what is going to be the, the game of the week um, preview, if you want to look at it that way. We have Steven versus Stretch. It seemed like five years ago that both Steven and Stretch were 0-1 uh, after week one. But now each have won three straight and are on a straight collision course, man. Um, both teams, if you look at the roster, seemingly only getting stronger um, for Steven, he welcomed back Kittle last week with open arms. Whoa, what, how many catches did he have last week? Like 18? I stopped counting 16? after like 15. 11. 15 catches? Yeah. Jesus Christ. For a buck good. 83. Loves yeah. you. Um, he loves no, you very but much. <laughs> opened, uh, welcomed back George Kittle with open arms, and he hopes to do the same with Michael Thomas and A.J. Brown this week. If he can get that kind of return, then my God, look out for this team. You know, add those guys to his star-studded, undisputed, locked and loaded, RB1 James Robinson. <laughs> I still can't believe I said, those words came out of my mouth. Those words yeah, came who? out of my mouth. James Robinson. RB6 right now, I think. Insane. Bananas. Look out for his team. And uh, before we move off of Steven, it's time to play the weekly game. Which quarterback will Steven start this week? Last week he started Deshaun Watson, and that was the wrong move, Chief. Tom Brady threw five touchdowns, went bananas. Sean Watson currently in the starting lineup. He's going up against the Jaguars. We also have Tom Brady going up against the Chicago Bears. Baker Mayfield at home to Indianapolis. Cold, go cold. Best defense in the league. And we also have Justin Herbert at the Saints. Who we got, guys? You know, we all picked Watson, and we were all wrong last week. If I'm being sure. honest, I'm looking at Herbert because who knows what the – Frickin' heck, the Texans are going to look like without B.O.B. That's right, Tim. Wow. What great analysis. Aaron, who we got? Baker Mayfield. He's feeling dangerous. Against the best defense in the league. Yep. Cole. Go Cole. Wow. Wow. All right. You know what? I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going with Tom Brady. He's the GOAT for the reason. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He's the GOAT for the reason. And that was this week's episode of Which Quarterback Will Steven Start? Um, looking at Stretch's team, like I said, also getting stronger. Joe Mixon is back, baby. But he faces the Ravens this week, so uh, see if we can get two straight weeks of Joe Mixon performance. All I really got to add on Stretch's team is he's really going to have to lean on Jerry Judy at his flex two spot. Everybody else on his team kind of start themselves. Um, will he pivot off of Judy? We'll see. But uh, he's really going to be relying on him against a tough Patriots defense. Uh, I am picking my second favorite team in the league, Steven. Um, I think he keeps it, keeps going on. Keeps the fire lit and charges his way up to number one of the power rankings next week. Yeah, I as much as I want to pick Steven here, I got to go with Stretch. He's on a tear and he's like he's looking to take heads. Yeah, Stretch ain't slowing down. He gets it done. I'm also taking Stretch, and the reason being is uh, breaking news. It's looking like Michael Thomas will be out this week. Uh, looking like he is not going to play, not going to be able to get back from injury. Um, so I'm going to take stretch. I don't think Steven's team can recover from that loss. Well, I anyway, am totally changing my pick. I'm just kidding. No, Steven. Anyone else kind of disappointed that the guest just broke news on our show? Yeah, it's kind of disrespectful, <laughs> honestly. Like, know your place, dude. Know your place. Your guest. All right. That kicked your ass. 
Oh. Dude, can you stop? <laughs> We're moving on. He's gonna go to sleep tonight. Before we sign off, we have a commissioner update from Sir Tim Raider himself. Everybody in this league, please remember the COVID spots are only allowed when the player is with the COVID designation. So players, once they are off of that, must be added back to the active roster, or I will have to do some uh, authoritative deciding for myself. Um, so be sure to be active on that and get those guys on your active spots or uh, adjust the lineups by Wednesday. Yes, yes, please do that. Please do that. Um, get your waiver wire or get your waiver claims in. It's currently Tuesday evening. They're going to run tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Got some interesting characters out there, but that's all from us this week. Uh, Zach, thank you for joining. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. And this is an open invite to anybody else who wants to be on the podcast. I think it's a good time. I think we're fun people. Have a good time. But uh, no, don't forget to subscribe, review, and absolutely dominate that like button. Destroy. Annihilate it. Just click it. Pummel it. Pound that like button and share us with your friends. I don't know why they want to listen to us right now. But hey, share it. Maybe you think we're funny too. Um, and follow us on Insta and Twitter. Not really pushing this out right now because there's not really much out there. But we have an Instagram and we have a Twitter. This league underscore pod is the username for both of them. And if you want to reach out to us, comments, suggestions, complaints, email us at thisleague2020 at gmail.com. I am done. Anything else to add, fellas? Looking forward to it. Chris, everything I said was in love. It's just uh, after the preview to this league... Uh, the words that came out of your mouth about my team, it just felt so good to get the win this week. But it's all love, man. All love. No, it's not, Zach. <laughs> Stop lying. Stop lying. Hate, hate, hate. Hate spewing from those lips. Disgusting. I'm out. Peace. Peace is my Peace. Gonna get. Last week, fucked around and got a triple-double. Freaking niggas every way like MJ. I can't believe today was a good day.